this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> I feel like we've done that before. I feel like you have. Yes, I have. Yeah. But you always respond with like, hey. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Remix Movement Podcast. Um, my name is Stephanie, and I have... Today, Lewis. Yes, I am here. Thank you so much, babe, for being a part of this episode again. You're welcome. It's it's very refreshing to hear your voice again. Is it? It is. I love you. Okay, thank you. I love you too. <laughs> wow, Lewis. Okay, so in our last episode, we touched a little bit about truth or dare. And we talked about two stories in the Bible. In Daniel 3, we talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the fiery furnace. And then in Daniel 6, we read about Daniel and the lion's den. We talked about courage. And um, and I asked the listeners, uh, will you accept the truth of the reality of this world and follow those around you? Or will you dare to be the only person who stands up for God? So, Lewis, truth or dare? Yes. I just asked you a question. Yes. <laughs> I'm acknowledging that you have a question asked. No, I just asked the question. I said, will you accept the truth of the reality of this world and follow others around you? Or will you dare to be the only one who stands up for God? I would dare. You would dare. Yes. yes. <laughs> so in our last episode's challenge, it was do something courageous this week that you have never done before. And some of the examples I gave was go ahead and pay for the person behind you in the drive through invite someone to church on Zoom on your Sunday service or share on your social media that Jesus is alive because a lot of people may know that you believe in Jesus, but do they know that you have the courage to be able to talk about him on your social media platforms? That's a big one. Yes, it is. I agree. <laughs> All right. So today, um, Lewis, I have to ask you another question here, okay? And don't answer with yes. Yes. No, do not answer with yes. No, you said you had a question to ask no. me. I'm acknowledging that you have a question. Yes. yes. Okay. So we're in episode number 16. And my question for today is who or what do you treasure in your life? Uh, there's a few things. I think family is on the top, like three. Yeah, I treasure family. So that's very important. Yeah. Okay. And how do you invest in your treasure? How do you invest in your family? Um. Well, I mean, not that I do this every day because I physically can't, but uh, I do try to see them as much as I can. Okay, so you try to see them. Yeah, we try to see them so we can spend time with them. Exactly. I, I take, you know, time so that I can be around them and with them. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, the reason why I'm asking about treasure is because in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And what that means is whatever you value, whatever you enjoy spending your time whatever or whoever you um really excited to go ahead and invest either your time or your faith or your money you you are interested in that particular treasure so because you value that treasure your heart is heavily invested as well yes. okay so um 
the reason why I also asked that is because the title of this episode is what do you treasure? And I believe, and I think you would agree with me, is that um, we need to go ahead and treasure God. We need to treasure who he is. We need to treasure why we follow him. We need to treasure who he is. He's our father. He is our friend. He's our provider. He's our protector. He's our healer. And we need to treasure Christ. So if you read that verse again, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. If you treasure God, then you're going to go ahead and you're going to invest your time. You're going to invest your faith and you're going to invest your money. And how do we invest our time with God? By praying, by spending time with him, by going to church, by reading the Bible, by doing praise and worship. How do we invest our faith in him? We invest our faith by trusting in him daily with our decisions, letting him use us for his kingdom, by sharing the gospel, by being used in ministry. But how do we give our money to God, Louis? Uh, I through uh, tithes and offerings, tithes, tithes and offerings. Yes. yes. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How are we giving God, giving to God with our money? How are we showing that we treasure him with our money? Now, we're going to talk about a few things that a lot of you may have questions about. You may have heard some you know, rumors or myths or you may have thought about it. And we're just going to we're going to be real about this topic because this is something that we need to honor God with our money. And what is a tithe? Just to begin. Right. Um, the tithe is a 10 percent of your income and it's given specifically to your local church. OK. And a fun fact is the word tithe actually means in Hebrew 10th. So that's where we get 10 percent of our income. All right. According to Leviticus uh, chapter 27, verse 30, it says a tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain or fruit, is the Lord's and it is holy. There is something that the people of God have been doing since the very beginning of time, and it continues even today in our faith. And that is out of obedience, we go ahead and we give 10 percent of what we make. All right. And then another verse in the Bible that talks about this is Proverbs chapter three, verse nine. And it says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits of all your crops. And and babe, what does that mean? First fruits to you? Like like why is it important to give your first fruits? Um, you're pretty much, uh, you know, giving your best, if you will, like uh, giving, you know, the first the first of your best, the first uh, of your best. Yeah. So, um. I think I think in doing this, you're honoring God with, you know, with with, uh, you know, obviously with the heart of gratitude. But like you're giving you're giving what uh, you're you're very best with 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 best intentions. That's Correct. that's what I think it is. Yes. Another way of thinking about it is your first fruits is basically you give your tithes and offerings before you pay your bills or you give your tithes. You give your tithes before you even think about spending any of that money because the reality is God gives us our job God gives us our wealth so he technically should have control a hundred percent of our money because that money doesn't belong to us yes we work hard and we deserve that money because we're doing a service but all of that is due because God is merciful, because God is faithful, because God gave you the ability to have your job so that you can work to make that money. So your first fruits means that you have to be able to give to God that first 10 percent 
before you even plan to go ahead and spend that money at the mall or save that money for your savings or use that money to pay any of your bills. Okay. now, what is an offering? An offering is not the 10 percent of your of your tithes. But it's basically the money that goes above and beyond your normal tithes. And this comes out of the abundance of your heart. So if you give 10% of your income and you're grateful and you want to go ahead and give God another 10%, then you can go ahead and do that. The 10% is basically what is what is required out of obedience that you go ahead and give to God. And then your offering is out of the abundance of your heart. So here's another question that a lot of people ask us. Do I have to give my 10% before or after taxes? And do I have to factor in any side jobs that I do? So anything that doesn't have to do with my nine to five or anything that doesn't have to do with that. So, Louis, why don't you go ahead and, and just out of your experience or out of our experience, that 10%, does it come before or after taxes? Uh, it should come before. Before taxes? Yes. Okay, so that's how you do it. That's yeah, that's how I think of it. Okay. Now I give mine after taxes. Right. All right. And how do I factor in do you have to give ten percent of your side jobs? So for example, if you were asked to go ahead and cut someone's lawn and that's not your regular job, but you get a hundred dollars, should you give God ten percent of that side job? Yes. Yes. Okay. So honestly, it's up to everybody if they want to give before tax or after tax. OK, the Bible doesn't say if it should be before tax or after tax. So we don't have any scripture to back that up. But it's up to you if you want to go ahead and give God before taxes and you want to go ahead and give him. That's what's called the gross pay. Go ahead and do it as long as it's with a cheerful heart. And if you want to go ahead and do it after taxes again, that's up to you as well. The point is that you're giving your 10% of your income and your side hustles or your side jobs. All right. Now, Louis, um, why is it so hard? Like real talk. OK, why is it so hard for people to treasure God and give their money? Um, like, yeah. why do you think it's it's just it's hard? A lot of people just either they don't do it for X, Y or Z reason or they have a hard time doing it. But yeah. Yeah, I, why I've I've had this problem. I've I've struggled with it because uh, you money always becomes an emotional attack. Not I'm sorry, not an emotional. It becomes an attachment, especially when you're the one that's getting the check. Uh, and what happens is that you think that belongs to you uh, because you've worked, uh, you know, to to earn that money, right? You've earned it, um, and what you don't or what I what I didn't realize uh, is that the only reason I was making money was because God provided uh, a job for me to sustain me and my family, you know? So, you know, when you, when you don't put God first, you end up, you know, taking the whole piece of the pie and not giving in to your 10% uh, out of obedience, right? Yeah, and that has a lot to do with trust. Yeah. Like you're so, trusting God. So, well, yeah, exactly. And what would happen is that, uh, you know, your 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 trust in God is is practically not in not existing anymore because you you, you believe that if if you uh if you give away that 10% of whatever it is, right? Uh 
then then you start questioning can i do this anymore can i afford this can i sustain this on your own on your own Mm -hmm. right so you you literally forget uh that you know there's there's a god that provides that there's a god that's taking care of us that there's a god that wants to continue to bless us right but if we are only thinking about us Mm -hmm. and and taking you know that 10 percent away from god uh then we're we're demolishing our relationship with him our trust in him and our faith in him exactly like it all comes down to a spiritual trusting relationship with god so people tend to think that well if i give my 10 percent first then i'm not gonna have enough money to pay my rent to pay my car to pay my credit card and they think that again they don't put their trust in god knowing that god is gonna take care of you no matter what so if, again, you have to make sure that when when you see that you feel you're in a financial situation and you trust more your work, your money, and you're not giving glory to God with your money, then you have to look at other areas of that. And how do you fix that? Budgeting and making sure that, you know, you are working it out with God and, and making sure that you're able to cut back on certain things. Because again, If you feel you have a lack of money, you need to get your priorities in order and be able to say, "Okay, well, this is what I need and this is what I don't need. And again, we we like to go out to eat. We like to do Uber Eats. We like to go shopping and, and we don't think about like, well, I have to give God what's his first and he's a first priority and he that's how I'm going to treasure God. So that first reason why people find that it's very like hard to go ahead and give their tithes and offering is because they feel a lack of of financial resources. And, you know, again, they're lacking in their trust with God. The second one is they get distracted with where the money is going and how it's being handled. That is true. Yes. Lewis, how many times do you hear people who don't know who Christ is? And when the bucket comes around to collect the offering, they look at it, they roll their eyes and they're like, oh, all the church wants is my money. Yeah, I've actually felt that way at one point where, you know, you you don't know where your money is going. Um, and and so a lot of questions start, you know, arising like, uh, you know, wh- wh- where's my money going? Right. You want to you kind of want to know what you're putting your money into and you start coming up with these like scenarios in your head like oh, they're they're taking my money and. Uh, they're buying this with that money and they're buying this with that money. Little do they know, you know, that, you know, it's is being administered throughout the church, you know, so that the church, you know, the body of Christ can can continue to grow and flourish. Right. Uh, but a lot of those thoughts, negative thoughts uh, rise because you, you, your trust, you know, is not in where where it should be. Right. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, if. If you're uh, uh, another point is that if you're going to if you're going to give your tithes, don't give it out of feeling uh, a certain obligation or uh, with a bad attitude. Or with a bad attitude. I was going to talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Because that an, 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 an ungrateful, ungrateful heart, heart mm-hmm. you know, is just as bad as, you know, uh, 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 not giving. Right. Uh, so you, if you're going to give, give with a cheerful heart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I know I have had friends that they 
They see the type of car that the pastor is driving. They see the type of house that he has. They see the lights at the church. They see the sound system and the quality of it. And they start thinking, well, why do I have to give my money to this church if I see that they're probably going to just use it for their own personal gain? And the problem with that attitude is that, again, they're being distracted by where the money's going when God only asks you to put your seed in your church in your local church, which is the funny part, because if you're going to a church, I pray that you're going to a church where you're receiving the word of God, where you have uh, full confidence in who the pastor is, where you have friends that make you feel comfortable, where God is dwelling. And you shouldn't have that attitude because you chose that church, you know? So it's another question. Like people ask, well, if I don't have a, a home church, If I don't have a church where I feel comfortable, do I still have to give tithes and offering? And the answer to that question, again, it's not biblical because there's no evidence to show it. It says give to your storehouse, give to the storehouse, which is the church. It should be your church where you're receiving word. And if you don't have a home church yet and you just want to give an offering, you know, you don't have to go ahead and give a tithe. But if you want to give a tithe, that's totally up to you. But again, you should not be thinking about where or how it's being administered. You should be giving to God, knowing that your seed is being given cheerfully in obedience and being faithful to him. All right. Let's see. Okay, so if you think it'll take a miracle to go through the month, I already talked about that with 10 percent less in your pocket then you might need to do a lifestyle change. Now, if you feel that you cannot give an offering, even though you're still giving your tithe, that's okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Your tithe comes from your income. Your offering comes from anything left over. And if you feel like you are extra tight and you can't do it and, and God doesn't nudge you to give an offering out of faith, then... Just go ahead and give your 10%. And a lot of times when you start getting used to giving your 10% to God, you start getting more grateful. You start getting a little bit more excited about what he's doing. You start thinking of it as just a regular habit and you start seeing more things of God working internally with you. Okay, and ultimately, by not giving your tithes and already knowing that you're called to do so, It goes back to what we were talking about. You're showing a lack of faith and trust in God, and that is needed. So the next question I have is, Louis, do you think you can rob God if you don't give your tithes? Uh, No, I don't think you can rob God. I think he could rob you. Rob you of? Of everything that God wants to bless you with. Okay, I can see how that can kind of work. Now, I'm going to read Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 12. And the answer to the question is yes. You can definitely rob God. And it actually says it in the word. It says, will a mere mortal rob God, yet you rob me? But you ask, how, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offering. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Verse 10, bring the whole tithe to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord. 
and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be no room enough for you to store it. I will prevent the pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be delighted la delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. You can rob God and you can also rob yourself. When you know that God has called you to give 10% of your income, and even though you know you choose not to, you are, you are literally telling God that you can do it on your own and you don't need him. You're literally telling God, I don't need you in my finances. I don't need to have this in my life. I, I'm good by myself. And we all know that we need Christ. How can you tell a father, hey, I, I want all your blessings, but I'm not going to give anything back to you. I think that is a really bad way of us understanding that a relationship goes two ways, right? A relationship is I tell you what I want, you tell me what I need, and we get to some common ground. And God is so faithful that we know by his word that he gives you not only what you need, but he gives you everything that you want. And all he asks is for his 10%. Again, if God gives you that job and God gives you your finances and God gives you your house and God gives you your kids and God gives you your health, how could we not trust him enough to just give 10% of the whole dollar? Now, a lot of people also think that if they don't give, that means that God will love them less. Or God, like, I just, I don't give any, so I know that you're not gonna treat me the same way. But the truth of the matter is that God loves us when we give and when we don't give and and going back to uh, you know tithing isn't a way for us to earn god's love because the bible says that he loves us even when we were in sin all right in fact in matthew 23 23 jesus warns that against focusing too much on the rules of tithing without paying attention to the more important things like justice and mercy and faithfulness and the verse that Lewis was referring to about the cheerful heart is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. And it says, each of you should give what you decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or compulsion, under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. When it comes to tithing, it is not a money financial situation it's a heart condition it's a spiritual condition because what happens is tithing isn't about money it's about your heart is your heart in check with god are you living in an attitude where you want to be blessed to be a blessing and that's what god asks us he asks us to be blessed to be a blessing and tithing means that you're not only being obedient to god but you're giving without expecting anything in return. So to go back to gratefulness, Lewis, how would you feel if I gave you a birthday gift, but then I was like, oh, I hope you like it. I, I hope you like it because it took a long time to find it and it costs a lot of money. And I just hope you like it. And if you don't like it, oh, well. Yeah, that 
that wouldn't feel too good exactly and god is the same way god doesn't want to receive your gift if you have a bad attitude if you if you're not happy to give it because it damages what that gift was meant to do in the first place when you give something to somebody you open your hands so that something can be filled and then your heart will be filled with what you once gave and that thing is that the verse in the bible also says that do to others what you want them to do to you and it applies to god god wants to continue to bless us he wants to continue to fill our lives with joy with peace with self-control and he can only do that and manifest his glory if you are willing to open up your hands and give him your tithes and give him your offering and give it in a way that allows him to continue to use you allows him to continue to open up the treasures in your heart okay giving encourages a grateful and generous spirit so that that can help steer us away from being greedy and and it can help us steer us away from trying to be selfish because in a way you are being selfish you're you are being selfish with your money and all he asks is for 10 percent so is there anything else, Lewis, that we want to talk about with regards to this topic? Um, you know, the thing the thing with tithing, uh, and, and I've experienced this firsthand, is that there's there's almost always an excuse to not do it. And that's kind of a, like a, a wall, like a barrier that we create uh with God on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, and and those are the kind of walls that we need to tear down. Yeah. Uh, because you know like you said it's it's about the heart yeah it you is. know and uh we want to we want to align our heart with god's mm-hmm. that's that is the ultimate goal uh you know so you know like you said check your heart like like you know get to know god's yeah. so that he can you know fill yours and uh you know tithing always seems like a like a hard area for most and like I said, like I've, I've dealt with this, I, you know, uh, especially uh, when you feel so pressed uh, to be able to stay afloat, uh, so pressed to, you know, make ends meet. Uh, and and, you know, the fear of not being able to survive uh, because you feel that you don't have uh, can can really lead you into, you know, a, a different road. Um and you know when 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 times are rough and uh you know the money's not coming in uh desperation comes in yeah you get desperate you start thinking you know what what do i need to do what you know what and 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 i think i just said it like that's that's the problem is that you start relying on you and it becomes more of a selfish thing yeah you know because now you're putting all your worries, all your troubles into your own hands instead of leaving, you know, the the your issues with God, mm-hmm. you know, that can get you through it. Yeah. Um, you, you know, he God, God, you know, is not going to solve your problems. He wants to help you uh, take care of your problems, you know, strengthen so, you so strength, that you can do it. Exactly. Through him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, check your heart, you know. Uh, align align his uh with yours yeah and 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 make tithing a 
a an experience yeah uh you know and 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 it's a, it's it's if it's a feel-good one it's yeah it is you feel so much better when you give your tithes and i'll tell you this it's not easy to give your tithes an offering especially in this time that we're living in right because i'll tell you from my experience and you know this like when I was making 40 hours, I was already used to giving God a certain amount of my tithes and offering. Sure. And I was excited to give it. I was excited to see how God is allowing my money to be a seed to help out. And the moment that I got my hours cut at work, uh, I was like, oh, man, like now I have to give God less. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm giving him less because I'm still being obedient, but it's just that. You want to give your best to God. You want to give your best to God in your time. You want to give your best to God in your faith. But you also want to give your best to God with your money so that God can still use it. And I know at our church, at City Lifts, they were using a lot of our tithes and offering to bless other people who completely lost their jobs. Which is fantastic. Yeah. That is the whole idea. Like people who are in need, who have lost their jobs on unemployed people who can't send their kids to daycare, people who can't buy groceries like the church was giving and is still giving, you know, Publix gift cards and Uber gift cards. And you're seeing the hand of God being used through the little uh, 10 percent that I'm giving now. And again, like I know God is going to make things better. I know that the coronavirus is going to eventually go away i don't know when but i know that my feeling of giving god my 10 percent is always going to be one out of gratitude because i have to be grateful that i still have a job and i have to be able to understand that yes i'm still giving my 10 percent, but god is still working on my heart because now i'm being i'm being pushed to have more faith in the new challenges that i deal with every day and that's exactly what tithes and offering does. It's like once you start doing it, I'm telling you guys, the church tries their best to help you out. Now they do online giving where you can set it up automatically. And for some people, they need to do that. Some people, they get a check. It's the same check. And they have to literally put it every single time. Well, I want to do it automatically so that I don't feel it. Right. And and it helps out certain people. If that's you, then that's great. Some people like back when I first started going to church, I would give it all in cash and I would feel good knowing, okay, this is my tithes and offering. I took it out in cash and I'm going to give it in the offering box. And and it makes you feel like, thank you, Jesus, grateful. And then other people wrote a check. And when you write a check, like, you know, a lot of people don't write checks unless it's a really big check. (laughs) But God sometimes also works in his power to give you a nudge when it comes to your offering. And I know we spend a lot of time talking about our tithes, but I just want to mention with your offering, your offering can be, again, whatever it is that you have in your heart to give to God, if it's $1, if it's $2, if it's $50, right? But there's going to be a moment in time when God will give you a nudge. And sometimes he'll tell you, I want you to give an offering of some huge number that you never thought you were going to do. And when that happens, like I'm telling you guys, don't be scared. Obey God, because there's a reason why he wants to use your money to be planted in your church. And it goes back to the trust. If you trust God, whenever the Holy Spirit gives you a nudge, like 
you're building in hope you're building in new ways to develop the kingdom of god and i've seen in other churches where they give the full offering to people that are in need and it's a beautiful sight because again that that church you're going to administers the money in different ways and they do it through the community they do it through um, outreach they do it through minister ministries all over the world and they they do it in a way where god allows it and sometimes it comes back to you so and what do i mean by that i mean like you don't know who's gonna bless you whenever you're going through life and sometimes you can be literally in the middle of the street and you bump into somebody at the mall a friend and then they give you an offering and it blows your mind because you're like, wow, I haven't seen this person in a long time. And they gave me exactly what I needed to pay this bill. And I've seen that happen before. And I know you've seen that before, too, where where God allows somebody to be used to give you what you thought you didn't have. And again, that all comes down to your obedience in doing your tithes and and your blessing to be able to give in your offering. So in today's episode challenge, it's start treasuring God with your money beginning this coming paycheck by giving your tithes and offering. And if you guys need any encouragement or any help, if you guys want to talk to anybody, you can always send us a DM. You can always, um, you know, if you have our numbers, give us a call because we want you to see God move and we want him to continue to work in your heart. And that, that really does work when you treasure God more with your money, with your finances, with your tithes and with your offerings. So that's it. So that's that's the episode challenge. Thank you so much for listening to us today. Thank you, Lewis, for being here again. <laughs> of course. And uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. We're going to be having another remix interview next episode next week. And I'm really excited and, and I know it's going to be a topic that everybody will really enjoy. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. Good night. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.